Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's impossible, really. Well, well, they found one. Free Somehow they found one. Grant's got the free kick, but we'd have no idea what for. <laughs> Given every player on the ground, it was inside 50. So, Grant, as the siren sounds, the Bulldogs hang on. Two down on the bench. Under pressure the entire final term. They led all afternoon. This is a win to savour for Dogs fans. They win by a point at Norwood Oval. Beautifully called by Matty Cox, uh, Joe Watton and Kate McCarthy, the SEN AFLW call yesterday of the Dogs and the Crows. What a game that was. An absolute nail-biter, edge of your cedar, a thriller in every sense of the word. Um, in the dying stages with a minute to go, Erin uh, Phillips, who's going to have a medal named after her, just a matter of which one it is, had a, a chance to win the game for the Dogs. Her set shot from 35 metres fell short. The Dogs re- repeated, uh, defended, repeated ball-ups, uh, repelled forays forward time and time again. It was frantic in that final minute, just in front of the goal square. Uh, they were just hanging on. And uh, they were able to hang on and get that win. And one of the people that was instrumental in that win was Kirsty Lamb, who's been good enough to jump on the line. Kirsty, hello, mates. Hello. How are you going, Sammy? I'm really well. But then again, I just didn't play a starring role in what many, uh, and these are people who have watched every single game of AFLW, Lauren Wood from the Herald Sun, uh, saying is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, regular season AFLW game we've seen. Yeah, I think, um, you know, some of the commentary um, from people that have watched it um, over the weekend were, were pretty happy with sort of the um, the outcome of the game, but also just sort of the spectacle that, that it was. Um, it had high scoring, um, you know, both teams were had periods where they controlled the game and, um, yeah, we took it down right down to the wire. Now, it was Izzy Grant that got the free kick. I think I incorrectly said that that, that was you earlier on in the show, but what was you was a match-saving smother uh, and the final two minutes, you were underneath every pack. You were involved in just about every act of physicality that was uh, was being um, I- implemented on the ground. You denied Caitlin Gould what would have been a match-winning goal in the goal square. I know that you will deflect all of this and be about the team, but this, the personal satisfaction in knowing that you, you've played the role that you had in that win, how does that sit with you? Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's nice to contribute to the overall team success, but um, I guess I was maybe just one of those moments where you're in the right place at the right time, and um, yeah, just happened to get my hands up and got a little something on it, which was which was good. But yeah, I mean, that last couple of minutes, it was um, something you you probably won't go through too often as a as a player. Um, but it was yeah, it had a little bit of everything in it. There was plenty of emotion and. 
in the end, I think we were kind of tackling each other just to keep the ball in and, and not let it out. And you saw, I think it was Ali, you know, had a, a bit of a sore, tight hammy that we just had to, you know, nurse her through. And we were just trying to do anything possible to, to run the clock down in the end. The, um, the, the start was all important, wasn't it? Four goals to one. Um, you guys jumped them from the get-go, which is no mean feat. They are the form team of the competition. No one else has been able to beat them uh, until then. What was the planning that went in and, and, and what was, I suppose, what was the blueprint that was laid out by Nathan Burke and you guys as leaders heading into the game? Yeah, it was one of those um, times when we wanted to make a mark on a game and what better opportunity when you, you come up against a team that, that was five and zip to um, land the first punch, essentially. So um, that was our mentality going into to the week. It was actually Natalie Wood, who's our mids coach, who um, took a full ownership this week of um, the planning and, and gave us some, I guess, three key things that we kind of wanted to work on going into the game. So I'll, I'll give Woody the credit for it, but um, she kept referring to a sort of a boxing match and that, that this game was going to go for, for 12 rounds and um, we needed to land the first punch and um, respect that the Crows are, are quite a good side and that they were going to throw punches back, but we had to be willing to go sort of 12 rounds with them. Um, so, yeah, the first quarter was, was purely around winning the contest. Um, that's something that we've become quite good at and we're, we're confident in our ability that when the ball hits the ground that... Um, we'll fight tooth and nail to win the contest. So we, for us, it was about bringing the ball to ground and, and backing our ability to win those contests and, and try and get the game on our terms from the get-go. 13-point lead at quarter time. So you landed those first punches, 17 points at half time, and then they came for you. And you and, and always knew that they would. They've got one of the best midfields uh, in the competition, um, you know, Hatchard and Marinoff. That they had 27, uh, 22 and 27 disposals, respectively. Um, you also had to do it two people down o- on the bench. So young Aurora Smith, her debut only lasted, which was devastating. And that's the other thing too. Those injuries in any sport, when you see a first gamer go down and you probably know straight away that doesn't look good, there's a lot of emotion that, that comes with that. And then Brooke Lachlan can cast in friendly fire. So... It made it all the more impressive that you, you, you deal with the emotion of Aurora Smith. Then you've got, in 30-plus degree heat, two down on the bench. It makes it even more Herculean. Yeah, I, I think it does. I mean, we, we kept referring to the fact that we, they're a good side. They're going to they're gonna keep coming at us. Um, it was a talking point at, at every um, at every break. Um, we referred at times that we, we do have two down on the bench, but it's going to take a lot of guts and a lot of fight to... Um, pull off this win and yeah you know we almost <laughs> made it really hard for ourselves in the end to win the game because we kind of let them back in in the, in the last quarter but um, yeah I guess that's kind of what we've become known for is just the, our want and our hunt to win the game and um, I guess never concede so that last couple of minutes shows that we don't ever want to concede even if it was a point it would have would have drawn the game so yeah, you know, we'll wrap our arms around all of our girls. We've got quite an injury list brewing at the moment. Mm. So uh, hopefully we can get, get some back over the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll rally around the girls who have um, got some injuries at the moment and, um, you know, keep trying to put some wins on the board and give them something to smile about. Fifteen points at three-quarter time. Early, um, Ash Woodland gets her 12th goal of the year. Then it's nine points. Stevie Lee Thompson's running goal with six minutes left um, makes it three points. Take us. Obviously, there's only so much a coach can do. The runner can only 
deliver so many messages at so many different times. What's your role and Ellie Blackburn's role and probably Bonnie Toogood's role at that time? Just take us out onto the field and, and, and what's being said, how it's being said. How do you game manage that situation? Yeah, I think we, we, I, I think we handled it quite well. Um, between a few of us, we, we kind of have to own that situation and you're right, it, there's only so much that sort of Berkey and your runner can do. So, in those situations, regardless of who it is, you need your leaders to, to kind of stand up. And um, for us, it was more just around constant communication, making sure that um, we had, you know, everybody locked on to a player and, um, you know, Easy Grant, when she got the free kick at the end, you'll see Ali was right next to her and she just said to Ali, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, and Ali gave her the perfect instruction, which is to hold it until they call play on and then kick it. Um, but, you know, that was kind of our role across the, the last few minutes. And, and Bonnie Tugel was really good kicking yeah. that. We needed that goal in that last quarter. And, and she stood up and went back, went through her routine and, and got us that goal. So that was really important. But, yeah, it's more just around educating the, the younger players. And often they'll ask, what do I do? Where do you want me? Um, and it's, you know, just sort of talking them through it. How tough's the heat? Uh, Daisy Pierce has been pretty open about it, and a few of the other players are. I just, and I know I don't want to get you in trouble, but I just gave the I do heroes and villains on a Monday night. I've just given the AFL a villain nomination for making you guys play in the middle of the day. In this, how tough is it? You guys are semi-professional athletes. How difficult is is not only battling the team you're playing, but also the elements in the way that you are that nobody's had to do in footy before. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we've sort of started to become familiar with. Like, it's our sixth season doing mm. it. So it's not something that we're, that's, you know, foreign to us. But it, it plays a factor. I mean, it, yesterday was, yeah, it was over 30. Um, it was still sort of scorching hot. And when you lose a couple of players early, it, it makes mm. it a tough kind of day. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely, it, it's something that you think about. It's, it's something that's spoken about, um, whether it be pre-game or in the, in the lead-up to the game. Um, particularly around you know, eating well, hydrating well, because the reality is it, it's generally going to be pretty hot. Um, and I'm not sure how you you fix it. Um, do you move the season? Do you not move the season? What's what's the right answer? Is probably a little bit unknown at the moment. Um, but I think you know we've, as I said, it's not foreign to us. We've, and um, yes, we are professional athletes, and we're still learning lots about the game and lots about how to prepare as athletes. But you, you back yourself in and you back your, your medical team or your nutritionist and those the likes of those at the club to, you know, prepare yourself and, and educate the players as much as possible um, to give us the best chance of succeeding on game day. Speaking to Kirsty Lamb, Bulldogs AFLW star, you've been in the competition from day one. You're a premiership player. Um, dare I say, an elder states person uh, of the game. Um, you would, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you would have a view, I'd imagine, on now that you, this is the sixth season. Where, where do you believe, and we've got the four new teams coming in next year, we, we all understand those of us that have been following it and, and invested in it from day one, that there will be, uh, that will have an effect on... The, the, the talent pool and, and standard and whatever. And we're fully expecting that, and that's no drama at all. But with all those four teams coming in, do you have a view yet on where the best place for AFLW is during the year? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's been spoken about yeah. quite heavily. Not an original one. It is a good one, not an original yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good It is. Um, look, I think we have to, in in my opinion, we need to look long-term. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the goal and... At some stage, we're hopeful to play every team once. So, you know, that's 17 weeks. You chuck on some finals, potentially a bye. 
you're starting to push out to, you know, similar to a men's season at 20, 23 weeks. Um, where do you fit that in a calendar? Um, if you don't want to clash with men's, it becomes quite challenging. So, mm. um, you know, there, there's certainly conversations that are being had um, at the moment. And I think if we're going to move the season again, maybe let's let's consider moving it once and, and once and for all. I think it's, it's quite hard still as part-time athletes with jobs um, outside of football that each year we, we just keep pushing it back uh, um, by a month. That can become a little bit hard with employees, whereas if you move it once and it, and it sort of settles and it sits in its um, rightful place, wherever that may be in the calendar, it at least allows you to, to kind of set up the rest of your life outside while we're still in this interim period trying to sort of get to a full-time athlete. So, yeah, it's a hard question. Um, if you want to keep it completely separate to the men so it's got its own airtime, then you, you, you're narrowing yourself down a little bit um, in terms of how many weeks, it's only 52 or 53, whatever it is, uh, weeks in a year, and you've got two competitions that go for, mm. for 20, 23 weeks alone. So, yeah, it becomes a little bit challenging at times. When um, you used to play for the Melbourne Renegades, so you're a former cricketer as well, and you've got a lot of friends that still are, you would know from, from their experience just how big an impact it had when Cricket Australia went all in, chips in and said, righto, you're all professional now. We'll pay you a professional wage so that you can focus all your attention on cricket. And it just improved, not overnight, but exponentially. It just got so, like, it just exploded, women's cricket. Now we're the envy of the world. Um, would you think a similar thing would happen in AFLW if they said, righto, and it, it might not, and it's obviously not going to be big dollars to start with, but if they said, we'll play, pay you a professional wage to play this game, how quickly do you what what how big a difference do you think knowing what it did for cricket what would it do for AFLW? I think absolutely it, it will make a difference. Um, it's obviously a matter of when when that will will happen, mm. um, and hopefully it's in the near future. Um, obviously, adding in four teams is you know an, an extra hundred twenty odd players as well yeah. in a, in a talent pool. So um, you know the talent pool is is growing, um, and will now it will hit a consistent number and it, it won't sort of fluctuate too much as yeah. we've seen over the, the previous years. But I think I, absolutely it, it will happen. It's a matter of, of when. Um, and I think the competition will go from strength to strength when it does because it allows players to obviously solely focus on football and, and put a lot of time and effort in. And at the moment, it's a real juggling act. To, you want to put all the time and effort as you can into your football because you want to be the best footballer you can. But you know, you've also got um, another part of your life which you need to, to keep ticking over as well. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen it firsthand in, in cricket. There's still a number of players in the cricket world who um, who, who do work. Um, and mm. if they are only got a, a sole contract, um, they don't necessarily have contracts over multiple formats. So they're not technically full-time. So, you know, they're, they're still sort of um, going through that as well. But, yep. um, you know, you look at the Australian women's team and they're all full-time athletes and, um, you know, they're, they're the best in the world. Um, and there's a reason for that because they've got good resources uh, behind them. So I have no doubt that our competition will get there. As I said, it's a matter of when and, and hopefully um, sooner rather than later. I think it'll be really good for the girls, good for the competition, good for footy clubs and, and just the community in general. Kirsty, always love catching up with you. Thank you for making yourself available. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the win. It is an all-timer. That that was one that will live on and echo on uh, through the AFLW. What a game it was. Your role in it was monstrous. Uh, thanks for joining us, and I'll chat to you soon. No worries. Appreciate you having me on. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.